This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of West London Red Button podcast. And this is probably the first one of these we've done. It might be one first of many. We're actually, uh, we're not at the game. There's a game happening in about 15 minutes' time, but we have decided not to go to the game because it's very, very far away. By the time we looked at the trains, there are over £100. It would have cost between myself and Laney £300 to go to this game, so we decided to watch it. Somebody said to us, did you know the game is on the Sky Red Button? I know there's a lot of talk about the Sky Red Button, how bad it is, how good it is and all this stuff. But we thought we can either not go to the game and not see it at all, or we can watch it on the Sky Red Button. So my name is Billy Grant and I'm sitting here in, well, it's almost home from home, the Globe Pub. We thought if we're going to watch the Brentford game, we might as well come to Brentford, watch it in Brentford in a place that we know very well. So we spoke to Paul at the Globe, he sorted us right out here tonight. And we're sitting here in the pub, it's very, very, very busy. It has to be said with all sorts of characters. And we're sitting here waiting for the red button to come on there's all characters watching the Tottenham game at the moment now absolutely no interest in what whatsoever there's only one game we are interested in and that is the mighty mighty piece and I'm sitting here with a, a few characters who've come out there to, to join us as well we've got I think it's his first 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 appearance on the show we've got the teacher teacher how you doing yeah I'm doing very well it's been a long time I've been listening to the podcast for a long time and never actually made an appearance so not, not on Saturday, not on Wednesday, not on a midweek one. Not on a midweek one. I've, that's, that's because it's school days, isn't it, you know, and being exactly. a teacher. So enjoying the half term, thought I'd make my way down here. Like, like you, I looked at the press of the game. It was a little bit too far away from home on a Wednesday night. So I've, got, I've got to ask a question that I think a lot of people want to know that. Listen, teachers, you're obviously, you know, instrumental for your, you know, the, 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 the students who you educate. But when it comes to half term, do you get up to all sorts of shenanigans? I, uh, yeah, you need to ask the people to go to the Brentford games with me, I think. Uh, yeah, no, we try to keep it very controlled. Like, I'm still doing a bit of work, but anything to give me an opportunity to get down the pub on a Wednesday night, you've got to love it. Indeed, indeed. Listen, listen, we've got the man beside you as well, who seems to be very interested in this game. The man they call the Klopp. The Klopp. This is a, definitely your first appearance on the podcast, isn't it? Definitely, it has, yeah. And, and, and listen, red button bees today. Have you been totally excited about this, or are you a little bit deflated? 
Oh, I hope it will go better than the last matches. So, uh, yeah. All the, all the best for tonight, then. I've got to ask you, I mean, they call you Klopp. Why the hell do they call you Klopp? Why do they call you Klopp? Must be my glasses, then. Looking like Klopp. And my beautiful German accent. Any, any excuse to call him any names, as it is. Listen, reaching over the table is a bit of a wide circle we're reaching here as well. And we've got my man, Ollie, Ollie the Bee, Ollie the Bee. Good to get you, get to get you on the podcast for the first time on a, on a, on a midweek. How you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Just come down to watch uh, Brentford uh, Preston North End. Last year I was there, but this red button malarkey is, um, well, it's a different... Uh, Box of tricks, isn't it? You got, you got tempted, the horns, all that, the head and all that, was it? I was going to, if it wasn't on the red button, I was for sure be on that five-hour coach with the old-timers. But I can't wait. Uh, 3-1 Brentford. Looking forward to it. Good 3-1 Brentford. We've got to say as well, big shout-out to the 250-odd Brentford fans who went down to the game today. Big shout-out to you. Respect to you as well. Like I said to you, we would have loved to have been there. It didn't quite work out for us, but we really glad and really respect you and hope you get a good night out tonight like I said the game you would hear this the game would have been but at the moment now the game hasn't started as well Laney's in the house yeah hi I got to echo what Bill said really the, the, the fans that actually went up to the game today like take a bow um, it's going to get really more and more difficult and I, I think you know I don't, I'm not, I don't necessarily think we're going to do this like every midweek game but I think we had to sample it and Preston on a Wednesday was one that certainly was too tempting not to go to I would say so we've done the next best thing we've, we've gathered about 10 of our crew down at the pub where we normally drink so we're, we're with Brentford fans and we're, we're going to watch the game and cheer, cheer, cheer them on from the pub it's not the same um, but at least it gives us we can't talk about the red button if we've not watched it on the red button so uh, I just, I'm just hoping we win Fingers crossed that we win as well. And we're going to say as well, there's a couple of extra characters in the corner on the other side as well. Um, it's interesting, if you check on the Brentford Twitter, besotted, uh, besotted Twitter, B-W-S-O-T-T-E-D Twitter as well, you'll see there's a photograph of a couple of bees, skeleton bees. And we, we believe that these bees have been here um, for quite a while, waiting for the Leeds fans to stop moaning about the referee, as they say. So Dan, the man, is in the house. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep. So this is uh, my first red button experience in the pub getting a couple of pints of London Pride down me so hopefully you know we'll see what it's like you know hopefully Brentford will win but yeah let's see how it goes I'm going to ask this question let's be truthful about this I mean the, the game is on the red button would you have gone to Preston if it wasn't on the red button uh, no I, I've got to be at Pinewood Studios at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning for work so there's definitely no way I'm just going to go up to Preston are you, you James Bond are you uh, I wish I wish if I had his money I'd be up there but no so yeah I mean for me and my work and my situation there's no way I can do kind of long midweek games so in a way the red button for me personally is quite good but I know for you know, there's a whole other argument around it. But for me personally, the red button is good because I can watch the Brentford games and still go to work and you know earn a wage. Earning a wage, yeah. We got the man Gary the Paul in the house. Gary, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Bill. Not too bad. Um, wish I could have been up at Deepdale tonight, but to be honest, I only made it to the Global 20 minutes ago, let alone making it up north. But yeah, we're doing okay. We're doing well, well. The game hasn't started yet, so we don't know how we're doing at all, like you know. But you know, but you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. When I say we, I'm probably you know, I mean myself. But um, selfish, indeed. As I, you know, I, you know, hopefully we can turn around this run of um, no wins that we've had in the last seven games. 
Um, you know, I think we were okay on Saturday, and I Preston are very up and down. But we've just got to go out there, play as we know as we can, and make sure we get the three points. Fingers crossed that we can get the three points. We got the man as well. We got the Wanderer Paul in the house. Yeah, the Wanderer Paul has come down, and uh, yeah, again, he was on the podcast maybe a couple of years ago when we did a podcast over at one over the A, and his first midweek appearance since then. The Wanderer Paul. Looking forward to your red button experience today. Yeah, uh, it's probably the uh, second time I've seen it. Uh, it's a bit different. Uh, if there's no commentary, it can be a bit, a bit samey, but it's, uh, it'll be a good watch, I'm sure. Bit of a watch. I'll tell you something as well. I mean, we're going around the table here and we're just going to ask people, because like I said, the game hasn't started yet. Everyone seems to be getting a bit excited for this North London team. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur in West London here, but we are definitely shouting for the bees. I mean, what are your expectations for the game today, the teacher? Uh, well, like I was saying earlier on, I was like, after the first five games of the season, we looked just incredible. I was buzzing after every game. Like I thought we had that team that would have an invincible little run in this league. But the championship is what it is. It's a really hard league. We've gone seven games now without a win. It's been hard to see, especially when you think there's games that we should have won. That Birmingham game we should have won. The Reading game we should have won. The Ipswich game we should have won. The Leeds game we should have won. You can go on. Uh, but I have listened to you tonight, Billy, and I've gone for a 3-1 win for the Beast because I think that time is coming for us. Well, fingers crossed that our time is coming. I mean, listen, we played, um, and if you listen to it, we did our Love Sport radio show and a day later yesterday on a Tuesday. So it's actually gone up on prideofwest.london. It's already up there. Check it out. We've talked all about that Bristol City game. We talked about um, the fact that we lost that game, unfortunately. We talked about Thomas Frank's first game. We talked about Brentford discipline. Is it? Are we a bit out of control, or is this what we need to be doing to get in people's faces? We've talked about rotation of captain as well. Is this rotation of captain thing working? out for us or is it not working out for us check it out on prideofwest.london which is all good but Dan the man I'm just wondering Bristol City game for you where did it go right where did it go wrong I think it was a, a number of things I think uh, you know we didn't have that spark we didn't have that sort of X factor to you know uh, you know win the game uh, Bristol City they, they frustrated us you know with their tactics and, and, and that sort of thing and obviously the red card and uh, you know I thought the ref to be fair to the ref I thought he had a good first half but then the second half he just bottled it and having watched back the Chris Meppham sending off and how he was sent off you know I think he just totally lost the plot so unfortunately for Brentford the Bristol, there was a number of factors that were just against us. Ultimately, it was the one, I think, ultimately what let us down was just obviously not scoring goals and not taking our chances. You know, we had two glorious chances that we didn't take, which we should have done. And it's just, a, it's starting to be a problem for the, for the team and the club. Bit of a problem. I mean, Gaz, we talked about this um, quite a lot because you're on the radio show quite a lot on Love Sport as well. You come on the podcast quite a bit as well. And I know we, we don't want to keep going over old ground the whole time, but I mean, that Bristol City game was probably a prime example of the inverted commas plan B that we talk about, where teams have come to frustrate us, play in a particular way. Yeah, Bristol City, to a certain extent, they were frustrating us. and uh, But at the same time, we were pedestrian and probably off our game to a little bit. Thomas Frank's first game... Uh, how could he, you know, what should he have done to change that up, do you think? I mean, I know you're not the magic wand man, but I'm just, just throwing it into the pot. I don't think, I don't think there is a lot he could do. Um, we are just in that rut that over the last couple of years, we have fallen into these ruts where we end up going weeks without winning a game. Saturday, again, a problem started. Early on, we had a couple of good chances that we didn't put away. We'd have gone 1-0 up, then... 
it's probably not a problem we're going to go on and win that game um, we didn't I don't think Bristol City particularly came to spoil us because to what, especially towards the end of the first half they were pretty much dominating I thought we were lucky to have not gone and having conceded um, and you know throughout you know, I say throughout the game I thought they were okay we just weren't good enough um, will that you know we need to really take our chances when they come early on in the games and that is becoming a problem becoming a bit of a problem um, listen on, like I said to you we talked about this on the Love Sport thing but we, you know, a little bit of a pre-match conversation here as the Spuds game the Tottenham game as PSV have just equalised the team in the red and white which in a way could be a good sign for Brentford with the team in the red and white actually putting a ball in the back of the net so let's keep our fingers crossed that we'll see about that happened about five or six times a bit later on this evening but um, coming back to this game um, against Bristol City we, we talked about a number of things we talked about the, the discipline we talked about the rotation of the captain and we also talked about maybe a midfield which is uh, not quite happening. I mean, to, for me, where do you think the crux lies as to where the problem was on Saturday? And, and, and maybe a general problem with Brentford. I think the, the, the crux of it, from my, from my perspective, in my eyes, is that our two wide men on, on, on their A game. I think, you know, I've, I've said, I have said this before, but I think Ollie Watkins and Sergi Canos aren't performing to the levels we know they can, um, and and we we have to expect from them. They're not these these guys aren't you know these aren't Mickey Mouse players. We're not we can't just go oh you know we're only in League two, League three or League four. You know what do you expect? You know we're we're playing in the second tier of English football. We're playing in one of the most competitive leagues in in the world, and we, they've already proved what they can do. Um, but they've stopped doing it, so it, it, it's starting to be a bit frustrating. The midfield, yeah, I, I think we're, we we have got options there, and you know whether the Yanaris, um, whether Makochko, whether it's McEachran, uh whether it's Sawyer's, whether you know whether it's McLeod, we, we we have got we have options there. Um, and I, I just think perhaps we need to st- maybe stop rotating and, and and just get used, just get get our best midfield at the back. I'm, you know, I, I agree that we are susceptible to the long ball in the last few minutes of a game. It's clear for all to see. You know, we thought we'd won. Um, a, we thought we'd won a couple of times recently, where you know we got we had to settle for an equaliser or we'd lost the game as we did on Saturday. So you know. But you know, in Konza and Mepham, I think we've got two of the best best centre backs in in this division, and you know, you can you can almost name your price. Tonight, uh, we just need to be solid everywhere. We need to not make mistakes in possession. We need to not give the ball away. When we when we play the ball to our forwards, we need to the, the, the passes to be decisive, and we need to be clinical when we get a one on one chance. You know, this this expected goals. You know, this xG. You know, if we if we create an XG, we need to score it. You know, I, I don't I don't want a great XG stat and us not and us being 15th in the league. It's just like it shows that stats don't mean anything. We need to show the stats mean something. And you know, we're we're a, we're a really great team potentially, but we need, the potential is where we're back to. They were delivering it in the first five games. Then they're not anymore. I just think you know we need we need someone like Canos to like take take control of a game, boss it, and like say right, I'm gonna be the man here and just like go and like 
smash a load of goals in because at the moment we don't have it uh, from what I've seen we don't have any leaders we don't have any players so we're getting the game by the scuff of the collar and going look let's do this we can beat a team like Bristol City we can beat a team like Birmingham you know and there's just none of that that leadership and that 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 player you know getting hold of the team and we're going to come back to this as well. I think one of the things well, we have to emphasise the fact is that it may be a frustration from us actually raising the level of the bar for Brentford very high because this season, and I'll say this without a shadow of a doubt, the first three or four games we were the best team in this division. The football we were playing and what we were doing, we were the best team in the division and we thought it only can get better. And I think the fact that we've come away and, you know, the way that we're playing at the moment now, not saying we're a bad team, we're obviously something not quite gelling and we're not quite getting the results and I think the frustration for everyone is the fact that we know that we can be a lot better teacher yeah the, the thing is it's like we looked at the start of the season last year and we went through um, that horrible first patch where we barely picked up any points and we were playing really well and then it all started to kind of come together later on in the season and we pushed our way up that league and we were left thinking by March time what could have been if we hadn't had that run at the start and the thing that I hate to think about is we started so strongly this year and we've gone through this seven games now and if it continues on much longer do we then look back again in March and wonder what would have happened if we'd gone through those nine games and got a couple of wins where instead we got draws but we will have to wait and see like you say we're going to have to wait and see so look the game's just about to start in a second they've still got this uh, red and white striped team I think they don't realise that the red and white striped team should be Brentford here as opposed to this P, uh, PSV side uh, which is Joseph Soon's old side as well who we are playing here during two all with Tottenham no interest in that one we want to see what the B's coming on but I just want to go around the table here to see what your thoughts are and it'll be interesting to see when we listen back to this on Thursday what your thoughts are for this game tomorrow we're playing or today tonight. we're playing tonight yeah tonight <laughs> right this very moment in time we've got 250 odd beast fans down there respect to you tip our hat to you and which is all good we are um playing preston who have let in 25 goals no less than 25 goals yes they score goals but they let in a lot of goals as well you know it's one of those ones if they score two they'll let in three so for me I'm thinking that we should be scoring some goals today because we know how to tip, hit teams on the break we've got we've got a fast turnover but I'm just wondering just going around the table Les, what you're thinking about this game against PNE today as I said I think having said they let in a lot of goals we can score goals we haven't recently we need to find our boots and we need to be more clinical and most importantly if we want to win this game we cannot give away any free kicks on the wide left or right in the last third of the game with five minutes to go okay you said just give us a score prediction uh, guys score prediction is going to be 3-1 to Brentford 3-1 he's gone for it he's gone punching he's gone punching Dan the man give us a score just give us a little a little bit of feedback on the game what do you think I've got to believe so 1-0 to the bees got to believe so no, that's it. You just gone straight in. Forget the forget the sort of description and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You you gone straight in for the kill, haven't you? You know what I'm saying? No foreplay, gone straight in. You know what I'm saying, lady? So this game as well. So just give us what your thoughts are on the PNE game, and then on top of that, just give us a score prediction. Um, PNE today can go any one of three ways. Clearly, uh, my heart says, obviously, I want us to win. I, I think we could lose this, mate. I'm 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 really not. I'm really not. Confident. I think. I think. I've, for some reason, I've lost some belief in the in the squad in the last few weeks. And I'm not, they're certainly not a bad team, but I, I just think we could lose this, and we could lose on Saturday. So I hope I'm really wrong. Listen. Score prediction, please. Uh, 
2-1 Preston. 2-1 Preston Delaney controversial but listen you've got to say you've got to say you know, but you've got to say say how you feel we've got the Wanderer Paul Wanderer Paul give us some thoughts on, your, on this game and, and the score prediction oh, I just think we're in a bit of a sticky wicket at the moment um, drawn what four lost two out of the, the last six league games it's going to be a toughie I think Preston I've also been on a downer and they're just starting to come up again I've I think as everyone hopes, you hope for a win. 2-1 would be nice. 2-1 two one, two one to the Wanderer Paul. 2-1 to the Wanderer. The teacher. It's got to change at some point, I think. This run has got to end. We all know that we're a much better side. I put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going 3-1 beast. 3-1 beast to the teacher as well. And for myself, I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking that, you know, I know we're a good side. We are a very good side. I was so frustrated. I was actually gutted on Saturday. I was really, really gutted when we, when we, when we didn't beat Bristol City, and we should have beaten Bristol City like other teams. I don't want us to slip back into that nonsense as we've done before. And I just really believe that we're going to beat Preston. They've let in 25 goals. If we don't score two goals today, I think I'm going to cry. Um, probably here on this microphone as well a little bit later. Red I reckon it's going to... Uh, yeah, that's right. So I think it's going to be 3-1 uh, to the Mighty Beast today. But listen, the game has just come on now. We're going to come back to you uh, during the first half with a few comments, see what's going on, and, uh, and back to half-time. And we're just going to uh, do a little bit more podcast action. And also later, we're going to be looking at the Norwich game on Saturday. We're going to have five from the Hive. We're going to be talking to Claire from, well, Claire from Norwich Fan as well. She used to be from the Little Yellowbird Project, but now she's just doing her own thing. She's doing a five from the Hive from Norwich a little bit later. But let's concentrate on the game that matters, Brentford versus Preston, after this twang. So, yes, we're back. The game's already started and we're well, not even five minutes in. And Brentford are 1-0 down. I, I don't even know what, 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 what went on there, teacher. I don't know. It was a little bit of a fluff, I think, from the defensive lines. Bentley just ran out to him like a madman. Missed it. And it's in the back of the net already. I think we're all in a little bit of shock. I don't quite understand what's happened. Uh, unfortunately for us, the TV didn't come on till about 20 seconds before that goal. So we hadn't even really settled in. This is hard to take. I don't like this red button. This red button is really rubbish. So we're blaming the, we're blaming the red button. I mean, listen, Gaz, that, that, that looked like some sort of defensive inefficiency going on there, was it not? Well, I think it's one of those. I don't think the keeper was strong enough. The defenders weren't strong enough. A cheap goal. We're not getting given cheap goals at the moment, but we're giving them away. It's... Worrying, but you know, it's a long way to go in the game yet. At least they, that well, that's the one that I had in my prediction. To be fair, Preston do score goals and let them in, so there's a there's plenty to go in this game, isn't there? Yeah, no, definitely there is. As I said, you know, don't panic, but you know, we really do need to buck up our ideas. So this is the besotted pride of West London Red Button podcast. We're watching the Sky Red Button. Uh, we decided not to go to the game today because it was far, far, far too expensive and it was on the TV. And we thought, let's try this out. Come down to the pub with our mates. Let's do a podcast and let's see what's going down. We're not advocating fans should not go to the game. If you can go to the game, of course you can do. But if you can't make the game uh, and it's on TV, then you have to watch it. So we're watching it on TV. And uh, so far, to be quite honest with you, I, I, I actually blame it on the red button. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, definitely. I think every time you press the red button, you concede. Because I think just before they conceded the third... It went off screen and we had to press the red button again, which resulted in another goal. And we could be looking at another one here. Well, we're not. Um, 
I think the game's been that bad with that downbeat. The conversation has now gone off what we're actually watching here. And we started talking about financial fair play, which is always a bore and one that makes you feel a little bit terrible about the sport. But that's yeah, Ful- Fulham did come into the conversation, didn't it? Well, we did, and um, discussion was said about how um, I know a few Fulham characters, and they're saying they really dislike the Premier League at the moment. They wish they stayed at the Championship, and I did say it's all well and good saying that you're happy staying in the Championship, but when you've so got... It's funny you have this conversation when we're losing 3-1 to Preston, is that right? Well, it, it just shows how bad the game is, the fact that we can't even talk about this game anymore and we've moved on to other people. Uh, but so, so what has gone... I'm not funny, what's gone wrong with this game? We could talk about it as we're watching it again. This is like, you know, don't forget, this is the empathy of which is happening at the time. You haven't had time to watch any replays. You haven't had time to have any, any thoughts. But at the moment now, what is what is what is going... Oh, Jesus. What is going wrong? Uh, head's gone, pretty much. I mean, you look to that first goal, it was an absolute calamity of a goal. Some people might say it was a bit lucky, but it's been in the right area for them and it's gone in. Second goal was a screamer, can't say anything about that, but if you're only 1-0 down, you wouldn't be saying too much. The third goal just epitomised really where they were, like Dan Bentley should never have picked that ball up. I'm a, I really, really like Dan Bentley, he's had his... So what happened for the third goal, you have to explain so people might not have seen it. So third goal, simple ball back to Bentley, I don't know what went through his head, but he decided to pick it up. They had the um, free kick inside the box rebounded around a bit short and went in but again I'm, I'm left speechless a little bit Bill to be honest this is the problem you see like, so all of a sudden now we're watching it technically at home although we're not and then you go 3-0 down then you actually just turn the game off you know so you, you probably wouldn't be watching it on the red button at 3-0 down at 3-0 down in the game like when you're there you, you, you stay and watch it you know to walk out of a match is you know it's, it's understandable sometimes but quite rare but if you're at home and you, you're not happy with what you want to watch you, you turn it over so a lot of red button bees probably now have gone actually I'd rather just turn the telly off now and just have I'll, I'll, I'll have a bath or I'll go and go and take the dog for a walk so okay but for the, the red button bees that haven't turned off and, and also the people that may not have seen the game what is uh, what is your analysis so far lacklustre um, we've not been able to impose our style on the game at all um, we I think Canos's goal was obviously great um, you know we're not out of it let's be honest you know we know what we're capable of but Preston took three chances early on and we're chasing the game you know this elusive first away win seems a long long way away it's not to say it's impossible but it's unlikely it's a bit unlikely I mean Gaz what you're saying again the analysis we're coming inside there it's like you know coming here to half time now we're 3-1 down Uh, is it as bad as the scoreline sounds yeah it's absolutely shambolic is how I would describe it that's the only thing I could say yeah it's 3-1 because of a bit of individual genius but other than that eight seconds it's just been monkeys could have done better mate monkeys could have done better you say monkeys can done better and we're not laughing here because it's not a laughing matter but this is you know what else can you do and like I said to you we, we feel and we respect to the you know to I say 250 odd beast bands are at the game today and fingers crossed as we say that you know you will still have a game to remember where you know the bees as we say they're not out of this game we just had a shot which was just cleared the goalkeeper fluffed it and if it had fallen the right way we could have got a goal back we'd have been 3-2 down and it'd been a different game but that didn't quite happen but we're still not out of this game but we're, we're not playing we're not playing the deck stand the man 
Yeah, you know, I agree with all the points that have been made. Um, we don't seem to be wanting to win the game. There's no one taking control of the game from our side. Individual errors, yeah. I would say that. I mean, there's an argument to say that you know you've got 11 players on the pitch, and yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they they don't want to win the game. Surely they they all want to win the game. No, I agree. I, I you know definitely you know, but I just think there's just nothing. There's just no spot. There's nothing to get us going, and that's the problem. And you know we've been punished by a couple of individual mistakes, and yeah, we're struggling now. Do you, do you good spell good spell by bees now before half time if we can get a goal another goal back there now who knows what can happen we need to we need to get a second goal before the break I've got to ask a question and we're sitting down here do you think that I'm um, just watching this game here and it's interesting because you watch it Argo oh, we made another mistake again um, but we're watching it from the comfort of this seat here and you can watch what's going on you've got the camera happening you've got a high angle here and you can see the players' body language and then pass the ball around, making a few mistakes. Ooh. Oh, that's very close there by Sawyers as well. He's a shot from outside the area and it just went over the bar. And if that went in, it'd be a different story. But do, are we a confidence team? I mean, you can say that about any team, but are we a confidence team? And if we, you can see, if we lose a couple of games, we, we lose our confidence. We seem to lose everything, don't, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, like, the problem is, like, we have that way of playing. And at the moment, it's like whatever game we go into, we go into. It with the same frame of mind we will play our certain way and unfortunately it's regardless of what happens regardless of what's happened before we will play the same way and to their credit they are doing that but at some point in the league that we're playing in maybe you just need to change it up a bit get that result move on forward and then see what you can do but we just want to play the way we play unfortunately in this game we've had a terrible first 20 minutes it's put us 3-0 down and it's really hard to come back from had we not conceded those three goals if it was still 0-0 even if we were 1-0 down different story but I think where we are right now nobody really has the confidence to say 3-1 down we have a plan B to come back into this so listen we're going to come back to you at half time we'll have a little bit of a discussion on the game we'll have a discussion on the other bits and pieces and uh, fingers crossed when we come back to you we'll have actually at least clawed one goal back so here we are half time it's 3-1 it's a bit of a weird it's like we're doing a podcast and it's live and it's in the pub like I said we feel like we should have been at the game but we're not at the game here today red button today it's a bit of a trial and not, not only are there loads of Bees fans inside there but we've also got a Preston fan in the pub here as well who is smiling away he's obviously very happy and look, look, look you We've been trying to give our perspective, but Bees fans, we, 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 there's just too much nonsense going on. So maybe you might be able to shed a bit of light as to why we have been so rubbish this first half. Dowie? I'm not sure you've been actually been that rubbish. You've had more possession than we have. Um, and I think the first, the first goal we had was quite a bit jammy. It was quite fluky. Looped up the goalkeeper early on. And that, you know... We're a new manager, and you got apparently it wasn't the greatest performance for Brentford. I've heard on the, at the weekend, so it might have caused your players caused your players' heads to drop a little bit. But um, the second goal I thought for us was very good, and the th- third goal I'm not sure. A little bit of a you know a little bit of a moment from your goalkeeper because standard back pass, and he comes to the edge of his box and picks it up. You don't really see that at Championship level every week. Um, so I don't know. I don't think I don't think it was. I don't think 3-1 is necessarily that reflective of how Brentford have performed, but they have had a bit of, you know, 
a few moments where they've just kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I mean, what I will say, and we've been watching this game, is that we've been, I thought it looked like we were asleep for the first 20 minutes. You were, you know, okay, you're the home team, you've been on us. You know, you said, okay, fortunate goal, but you took the opportunity, bang, you scored the goal. Second goal, you scored an excellent goal as well. You've taken the opportunity, and we've just seemed like we've been sleepwalking into this, and we haven't woken up until maybe 25 minutes into the game, and by that time we're 3-0 down, and, and, and it's too late. No, I agree, yeah, you've been, you were very, very slow out the gates. But um, I think it's... So for us, we had the start of our season, we had a very, very bad start to the season, where um, we ended up in the relegation zone, when at the start of the season, a lot of our fans were thinking that playoffs was a goal. But um, in the last few weeks, we've gone uh, two or three unbeaten. Um, so I think it's kind of the wrong time to come up against us, where we've just hit a bit of form and probably the right time to come again, come up against you guys where you've just switched manager, maybe not in the best of form. So I think it's just possibly a bit of bad luck. But yeah, you know, as we came out of the blocks very quickly, took our chances and it's hopefully put the game to bed. But I will say, this is Preston and I would not put us losing 4-3. <laughs> you know, out of the, it's not out of the question yet. So you, you've, let in, you've let in 26 goals now this season, so we're keeping our fingers crossed. That's our one last guiding hope, I think it was. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but admittedly, we've had a few players come back this week. So we've got Paul Huntington back captaining the centre of defence, and we've got Ben Pearson back as defensive midfielder in the middle of the park. So hopefully we'll be a bit more solid. I mean, your goal was an absolute worldie. So if, if we're going to force you to have to score four of them... If you score four of them, you know, you're worth the win. But um, hopefully we don't give anything silly away in the second half. We'll see. So, I mean, listen, to me, and like I said, you're after Saturday, I was, I was so gutted on Saturday, I couldn't speak for about two days, and that's not normally like me. And I've come back here and I thought we we're going to get a win against these lot today. We're 3-1 down at half-time. Can you see any upsides to that first half? I think, to be fair to Frank, uh, he's picked a team that I would have picked. Um... I think he's probably inherited some problems that we've had before. What problems is that? For me, I look at our squad and I think we've got the defences sorted. I think the wide men are sorted. But I've always felt our central midfield was a bit weak. And like we're relying on Malpai to play up front on himself. My concern is I look at the body language. I don't think it's quite right right now. But we've got enough talent in that squad to do something. And if you can correct those things... Ultimately, he's got a second half of they've got to go for it. If they get it right, hopefully we get two goals, maybe three. We can do something. Yeah, I mean, it's been bad, but you learn more from like the bad things than you do from good things, so hopefully it works out from that. Is this being a bit Brentford? And it's interesting because somebody said to me again the other day, Brentford are really polite. You know, you, 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 your manager goes to a rival team and you sort of pat them on the back and say, yeah, everything's so brilliant. You, you sell your players to your rivals and, OK, you get money for them, but you pat them off and we just accept the fact that this is what it's all about. You know, we're losing 3-1 to the team who's probably just letting the most goals in the whole of this division. Uh, are, are, are we, you know, not saying a little bit accepting, but you know, this is not the best. We should have won. We should. We should be getting something out today. I agree with what you say, but if you look at the players we've sold in recent times, in the mainsake, it has actually worked out for us. If you, we've sold players like Scott Hogan, and it's gone on to be better. In regards of Dean Smith, like 
there's two things in that. One, Aston Villa are an absolutely massive club compared to somebody like Lass. I know like people won't like to hear that, but it's also a club he supported as a child. Apparently he's trebled his wages. How are we ever going to compete with that? I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that right now we're in the right place, but I don't think we were in any position to stop anything like that. I have my concerns over whether Frank's the right person for the job, but we've got to give him a choice. What, okay, interesting, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, what concerns are there? Because it's interesting, a lot of people have just said, OK, you know, let, let it continue, it's a seamless gap. What are your concerns? So for me, like you noticed, I said, when, in terms of the first thing, I said it was the team I would have picked. For me on Saturday, I think, have you, if you looked at the Leeds game, we picked the midfield, which, as I said earlier, I think is weak was the right midfield ironically we picked it tonight and I don't think you can blame it and he brought in two new players um, and that that concerned me I thought the substitutions were wrong but at the same time John VA obviously is injured because he's not involved again tonight I'm just concerned more by the body language of the Brentford players the first goal tonight if you looked around they all were looking around like saying what was going on and if you look at someone like Ollie Watkins who's been so good on Saturday, so many times I looked at him and he thought, Ollie doesn't know what's going on, what's the right thing, that's what concerns me. Time will tell whether it's the right thing or not. So B's in the house here in the globe, we're here in the red button here, and things are just not happening too well on the screen, 200 or 150 odd miles away. So we're going to deflect ourselves back from that and, and, and turn to a Brentford game that, that happened a little bit earlier on, which had a little bit of a happier result. The Brentford B team played Southampton today, and we've got a B in the house here who went down to Griffin Park to watch that game before coming down here to watch this game. And uh, you were quite happy with what went down, weren't you? Very impressed, yeah. yeah. So, just like watching the first team, apart from today, um, dominated Southampton, I'd say. Played a better football. Um, yeah, created more chances. Bit too... Wanting to walk it in the net, you know, at the end. Every time we get towards the area, I think sometimes just have a shot. But, yeah, we look really good. We look and, and, and you said you were very impressed. I mean, any players that you were impressed with who you thought, you know, maybe need to sort of step up a little? Um, well, Rico was good. It's good to see him back. He was very good first half. He only played the first half. Uh, Josh De Silva, whole 90 minutes, brilliant. Um, Ali Coote, the same. Second half, was impressed with, I think it's Nikolai Kirk right back he was good but yeah no no one no one didn't look good if you know what I mean everyone looked comfortable on the ball they all knew what they were doing and yeah and they're looking solid as well because the B team have had a, have a, had a had a bit of a struggle they've had a bit of a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a not great run over the past couple of games so it looks like you know I think they've got quite a few new players in they've started to bed them in now um, uh, and like I said De Silva as well I think this must have been his first or maybe second game back as well the thing is he hasn't played too many games and uh, an interesting I mean we're going to just talk about this game in a minute but De Silva is one player interesting 442 magazine um, which came out last week they quoted De Silva as you know the Brentford player to watch so they're looking at sort of like young players from every team and you know they plucked him out even though he's only played about one game for us but interestingly, because from, from what I can gather, De Silva is a player that they see who may be moving rapidly from the B team to the A team. Did you see any of that in him today? Yeah, very, very comfortable on the ball. I think he only lost possession a couple of times, but yeah, as soon as it's like he knows what he's going to do before the ball gets to him, his touches, his turns, just seemed a, a very competent player, you know, with, with a lot of tricks, skill, strong, big bugger. 
um, yeah, he could step up quite easily. But I think because after he left Arsenal, he didn't do any training or anything for a while, so he's playing catch-up. So I don't think we should expect too much too soon. But yeah, I was, I was impressed with him. And his goal, his goal was unbelievable, beautiful. My, my son reckons it was 35 yards, I, I think more like 25, but he curled it into the top corner off the post with no little power. Went and celebrated in front of the empty Ealing Road. It was, yeah, very good. And if we hadn't won, it would have been a travesty. So, well done to him. Excellent. Excellent. Just coming on to this game here today, I mean, obviously, 3-1 um, down to the B is very, very disappointed. I know Thomas Frank's second game, you know, there's a lot of deliberation. Is about the manager as Dean Smith left the void? Um, is there just, you know, or has he left us with a Dean Smith, um, uh, you know, a Dean Smith you know, record? You know, Dean Smith seemed to go out with sort of, you know, long patches of winning and losing. And, and has he just left that behind with Thomas Frank to deal with? Who knows? <laughs> That's a question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's gonna, it's gonna take a while. You know, things are different. It's just Thomas Frank, where you had three of them before. So, yeah, I don't know. We need to get him some assistance and work from there. But I know some people will panic because it's, it's a football supporters' way. But it's got to be a bit patient. I think I can't see too much changing. To be honest, um, I didn't think the performance on Saturday was that bad. I walked in here after ten minutes. It was two 0 and. I, yeah, I don't know how we've played to be honest we've looked alright but when you're 3-0 down it's uh, not easy is it we're still playing some good stuff we're still passing it around but we need to get some goals don't we and quickly and again I mean again it's not all about the stats possession stats is that it's it's uh it's quite high for the you know, course has been kicked out by P and E. It's quite high for the you know for the B's possession stats, but again it goes to show you with, with P and E who've come in here, bang, 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 they've got the ball and just taking their chances immediately. You know, whatever they can do, scuff shot, you know, beginning, you know, first goal might have been a little bit lucky, but they've taken their chances. And and, and sometimes people Ooh, there you go. And as we said this, we've got a second goal just come inside there. As we were chatting to you as well, Ollie Whitkins. As we were chatting about that, just talk us through that goal. Uh, uh, someone turned a shot and it got deflected in at the near post. Oh, Ollie Watkins. Ollie, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So listen, it's 3 2 to the Bees. Um, is it, if you check Besotted.com today, there is an article today which said, an article today which said the Preston fan, and he talked about this game, said there's going to be goals in today's game, and he wasn't wrong at all. He was not wrong. There's goals in this game today, and all of a sudden, as they say, as they say it's game on for Brentford. Um, to be fair, you've got to give plaudits to Brentford for clawing it back, didn't you? And, and, and for the fight. Well, one thing I haven't seen us give up for a long time, you know. Like the old days, you'd see them, their heads would go and they'd give up. But we still keep playing the Brentford way, which it's nice to have a way that isn't just hoof it up to the big fella. And yeah, we've got plenty of time now. Fingers crossed. So the match is over and, uh, I mean, this is, you know, you're going to be listening to this after, well after the match, so you will know the result. We've just found out the result. Again, it's quite difficult, quite deflating when your team has lost for you to come out here and be bouncing all around the place, but this is what we do. Brentford lost 4-3 today. You know, some might say it was a great comeback by the Bees, getting three goals away from home, you know, after being 3-0 down. Uh, But, you know, to be fair, we, we weren't... We weren't at our best today. We made a load of fluffs, a load of mistakes. A lot of people say the defence was all over the place. And, um, you know, 
so, there's people if you look on Twitter and, and on social media they're saying it's like the team has never played together they're looking the body language is not good they're looking all over the shop that was not a good result today against a team who has conceded 25 goals you can see why we, we, we scored three goals today but we let in four goals against a team which is before we play them are the third worst team in this division this is definitely not a good position to be in is it no um, we obviously had a shocking start to the game to be 3-0 down against Preston North End with their record this season I know the, the, the league table sometimes lies but you know they're not a, they're not a great team and, and even after watching them for 90 odd minutes they're, they're not a great team but they they conjured up a win, and we don't we don't seem to be able to do that at the moment. Yeah, yeah, okay. We scored three goals away from home. Canos's was obviously a beaut, and um, the pick up, pick of the bunch. But you know, we, we go to Norwich on Saturday now, and you know we're we're looking at three consecutive defeats, and from from a position of strength where we. You know, we we looked not invincible, but we looked like a team that was ready to create a challenge. We look we look like a team that's really going to fight for the next win. I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure when it's going to come yet. You know, Norwich and then Millwall. You know, there's two tricky games, Bill. My red button experience tonight was I'm just so glad I didn't go to Preston. Which is I mean, which is, which is easy to say because if we'd won. 4-3 or we won 5-4 tonight whatever it is then you know we didn't but I'm saying if we did then you would have said absolutely fantastic and this is the whole thing about football and um, you know yes we didn't win tonight so it's very easy to say we're going to go home half an hour wherever it may be to our home and it's, it's a bit of a gutter the teacher um, this post-match you know all a bit little bit deflated um, but was it I'm going to and I hate to say this but was it actually inevitable uh, if your name's David Lane, it was inevitable. But uh, <laughs> the rest of us, I, I don't know. I think, like, for me, definitely, I get caught up on what we saw at the beginning of the season. I'm always hopeful that we're going to see that rejuvenated spirit come through again. I mean, the problem is you can't go 3-0 down in a game in the championship and expect to come back and get more than a point out of it. And the boys fought hard and they tried, but too many silly errors cost us today. And I don't know if they listen to this and they're probably not going to like it, but it simply wasn't good enough. As you say, they're not going to like it. I mean, they hear it from you. I'm I'm sure if Thomas Frank is uh, being a head coach, he would have said exactly the same thing. This simply isn't good enough. Um, But interesting point, though, because we were talking to some of the characters over the other side there, and they talked about the body language from the Brentford players. And he said that he watched the body language and he didn't think that it was looking good. It didn't look like a, a positive aura coming from the Brentford players no I just I think there was a lot of like complaining going on early on I mean when we got to 3-2 and when we got to 4-3 the body language was there it wasn't so much as let's keep going it was let's go for this we can do it but again they put themselves in a position that's so so hard to come back from and the problem is I just I worry now they're going to start looking over their shoulders every game thinking we still haven't won we still haven't won and essentially it's going to get to the point where we need that breakthrough but it's only going to come from a change in mentality and they really need to step out there and just do the job one day and I'm 
think if we do get that win eventually, which we will, it'll be a really hard fought 1 0, and then we can push on from there. Listen, pushing on, listen, characters of the world have been going around. Um, you know, like I said to you, you, you checking what's happening live social media. A lot of people weren't at the game today, so they were at the ability to watch the game, whether or not it was an iPlayer, whether it was on Sky. Um, so they're giving their opinions when they're seeing it. You know, haven't got the the, the, the replay. They yeah, haven't, <laughs> haven't got the opportunity for the replay and everything like that. But I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering. A lot of people were talking about the defence today, and they said the defence was shocking and the defence were all over the place. Um, we've let in four goals. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, defence was terrible. To be honest, there were a lot of times where it kind of reminded me of... When you saw Preston coming forward tonight, it reminded me of when you're in, a, when you're in the road, you're walking down the road, there's a group of pigeons and they're all panicking and worrying because something bad is going to happen. That's how it was in the pub tonight. Every time Preston went anywhere near our goal, we were panicking. So, but I mean, not be funny. You know, this is something that we thought we had sorted out. You know, our defence had been sorted out. I mean, I know there was a little bit of a, a reshuffle, but saying that, we got Adebayo down on the on the left wing. We had um, Barbe, who normally is on the left wing, had played in the centre. So, are you saying that they looked uncomfortable in that in, com- in that combination? Yeah, they probably did, but you, I mean, again, you've got to remember that Moses is playing on the wrong side to where he normally plays. So yes, you can make, you know, yeah, you could you could turn around and say, well, that's why you know they were getting some luck, and that's why they were attacking that side. But ultimately, throughout the team, so many misplaced passes. So you know, we just made it so hard for ourselves. I'm just again. I'm, I'm I'm almost like really, really flabbergasted about this one. I was like I said, I was I was bold. I was bold over on Saturday. You know, normally, like I said to you, I'm normally pretty cool. But I must admit that maybe I just thought that this new revolution um, is going to be the one, and we're going to be able to step up because we have got the players. And I, I'm I'm still a little bit stunned as to what is holding us back because we have got the talent out there. What the hell is it? That is just not happening for us. Perhaps the team need to refresh. Perhaps some people need to move on because it looks flat. And as much as we can when you say move on, what do you mean? Think that the team needs a change. The team needs freshening up. Um, I think because I've now seen what four. Well, we played um, fourteen games this season, and more than half of them we've looked bang average. I think you know we the beginning of the season we won 5-1 we were playing well when you look at the way we played yeah, was, yeah we played well at Leeds we didn't win plenty of teams have beaten Leeds this season we went to Villa we didn't win you know we didn't lose but plenty of teams have won at Villa the results that we got at the beginning of the season when you actually put them under the microscope aren't that spectacular oh, right, okay so I mean Gary's obviously just really not impressed at all. I've got Dan, the man, in the house here. And like I said to you, we're trying to pick this up, Dan. And, and, you know, listen, we're all doing a post-match analysis. This is a bit of a weird one because this is a, a post-match um, podcast in a way. But also this is the weekly podcast. And, we're you know, let, let's just talk about, you know, I don't want to keep talking about Dean Smith and, and Frank, but this, 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 this seamless progression thing 
doesn't seem to be. If, or is it hasn't been too seen? Hasn't been too seen. Is it? Or is it the fact that you know Thomas Frank is left with what he's left with? He's got the players, and, and does he need something to add to what he's got? I, I mean, I'm sitting here because I'm, I'm, I really have got no idea. Me and you as well, mate. You know, I don't know quite know where where the issue is. You know, it might be Thomas Frank's man management or just the game. It's a bit early for that, though. Well, I, you know, I don't know. You know, if you look at if you look at the results, they haven't they haven't performed. You know, you know, I, I don't know where where the issue is, and you know, where do we go from here? You know, as it says before, you know, we've got two very tough games, and you know, we're going to find ourselves in a bit of a pickle if we don't get at least a point from one of those two games you know Norwich is not going to be easy regardless and our home form you know when Millwall come down is not going to be the you know it's not great at the moment so you know there's home form's not bad though no but I mean I don't know I, those games where those two games the Reading and the Birmingham games we really should have won those games I feel you know and you know, and I, I don't know. You know, and this, and this is why I asked the question whether or not we're a, we're, we're a bouncy team. We're a, you know we're a full team. We you know if we're doing really well, and you saw us at the beginning of the season, we were buzzing, we were bouncing. We got a couple of results. We didn't quite go our way, and I don't know if our, our heads just dropped because of it. And 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 nobody's been in there to try and pick up their heads because it's almost like the whole team's confidence has dropped because of it. We've seen this game today, and everyone's saying. What a pile of shit we are. Looks like we haven't played together. We're terrible. But we know that these same players are actually very good. So how can you be going from being world beaters to being, you know, just not even average? I, I agree. Uh, you know, we're clearly a team that, you know, needs that confidence. And at the moment, the confidence is very low. So we're going to have to get a win by, you know, stealing one, by playing a bit dirty or just going for it. And at the moment, we're not doing them. I think that's where the problem... I think once we get that one win, we'll be fine. But it's just getting that win. And I think, I think possibly those two drawn games at home, the, the Reading and the Birmingham game, just sucked the confidence out of us. And now we're, 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 we're struggling. We're yeah, we, we are. We are We are struggling in... It's, um, it's a, you know, it's, it's a confidence game when you when you play the kind of football that we do. It's all about being on the offensive. It's about taking the game to people. It's about be, having a swagger and I don't care what you do because we're going to outscore you. We, we we've not done that. Preston did that to us tonight. It's like three nil three nil down, and you can say oh that was lucky or unlucky. You got to say that you know they deserve what they got. Preston tonight they. They really, they, they, they started the game much better than we did. They hit us hard. They got a bit of luck. Um, they, they, made, they made the best of the chances that they created. And, um, you know, we, we come home licking our wounds. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to take, if I'm honest with you. It's like the, the season, I wouldn't say the wheels have come off, but we're not, we're not far away from saying that at the moment. We've gone from world beaters to blooming, blooming egg beaters. You know, it's, it's it's really it's really difficult because you look at those players. Again, we had you know sixty odd percent of the possession, but then when when it doesn't when it doesn't turn into a victory, you have the people that hate the stats saying, "Oh well, you know, it doesn't really matter how much it's what you do with the ball. It's not how much you have the ball." And you know, they're, they're right tonight. They're, again, they're right tonight. And 
you know, we, we look like a very average, we, we, we look an average team and we're better than that. And it's down to the players to prove it. And I, my, my, my position is on this, it's the players. It isn't, it isn't the player recruitment, it's not the player selection. I think it's the players. I, I don't think they're delivering. Um, they were, they aren't, they have to, you know. Pull your socks up, chaps. Just, you know, just, just, just earn your money. I mean, guys, I know you want to step in there, and I keep coming back to this as well because I just thought the character over there, you know, really interesting comment about the body language of the team. Now, the body language of the team, especially when the first goal went in, the second goal went in, it was kind of like they were all over the place. There was no one taking responsibility. They were just all over the place. And the question I'm, I'm asking is that, you know, leadership is a, very, is a very important thing in football, as you know. We keep going over this over again and again, and we've just we're at the end of the game now, so we could talk about that. Is leadership an issue in, you know, for Brentford at the moment? I suspect it is becoming an issue because if you name, I think I think you've got natural leaders in a team, and it doesn't, you know, they've either got the armband or they haven't. It doesn't matter because they're going to lead. And I said at half time, who's in there cracking skulls after after half, first half like that? Who's in there saying, right, you, you, what have you, you know, what have you done that, and what are you going to do to put it right? You know, who's there like? Like it's been the old days, grabbing people to say, look, you know, that's how have you put in a performance like that? You know, you're going to get one of these if you don't buck your ideas up. And, it, you know, it was just so lackadaisical, misplaced passes, giving it to the opposition. You know, what it's like, you can sit there and talk about doing, we've just got to start cutting out this dumb, dumb nonsense mistakes that have just been coming in that started to seep in after the first four or five games we only started playing well when we were 3-0 down and we shouldn't you should never in my opinion you know other opinions are available you should never start playing well once you're you know back against the wall you know we we you know that that the beginning of the second half we played really well but we were already 3-0 down well uh, three, uh, two, one down, uh, two, whatever. No, we're we're already losing the game, and it's like you. What I don't understand is that we only seem to play well once our back against the wall. We should be playing better than the other team as soon as the, as soon as as soon as the kickoff, basically. The wonder of B. I mean, we're bringing you in here as well. But just a little post-match analysis and, and thoughts. And you know, I know sometimes that you can be sort of quite level-headed, and you look at the game, and you think, okay, that's fair enough. But also. You see some positives in this game, didn't you? I think the only positives you can take is that the chances we created, we probably scored. I think we scored three goals, probably out of about five good chances. Um, trying to think, it just sort of reminds me of what I was doing last night, chasing a mouse around a bloody bedroom. That's what sort of Brentford were playing, like chasing the game, chasing the game. So, and they seemed a bit uh, too feisty as well. There's too many arguments going on. It's Is there harmony within the squad? I don't know. It's, it's interesting, and I'm just interrupting you as well, because that's a big discussion. It's been on our radio show, I think, on our podcast last week. We're talking about the feistiness, the fact that, you know, we've had five, eight, nine minutes of extra time in a lot of games with no injuries. Um, there's been a lot of... Uh, <laughs> 
there's been a lot of um, shenanigans going on. Players finger-pointing, you know, having to go at the referee and stuff like that now. Is, is this down to us trying to be a bit harder? Is it trying to be about, you know, uh, disharmony? Is it down to us not having a, a captain who says, listen, lads, you need to just calm yourself down? I think it probably is to do with a captain. There's no leader on the pitch. There's no leader within the squad. You've got a, a squad that is quite inexperienced with one or two who has the experience. But those experienced players maybe aren't stepping up to the plate a bit. It seems like Sawyer's seemed to be in the referee's ear quite a lot tonight. Got himself booked. He could have had a second yellow by the looks of it. Could he have been sent off, but then he got taken off? I don't know. I don't I don't know what's happening, but there's something not quite right within that squad at the moment. No, there's, there's, some, there's something that makes us look a bit youthful at the moment. We, we were like um, a team that was very, very ahead of our age, and now we're looking our age, if, if that makes sense. Because, you know, when you're winning and you, you look like, oh, they're a very small, very young team, um, and, and, but we're top of the league, you think, wow, you know, we're, 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 the, nec- we're the next big thing. Then, then all of a sudden, the youth has played its part and we're not, we're not good enough because we're too young. It's so, showing itself. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, there's, no, there's, no right, there's, there's no definitive answer tonight. I'm, you know, I'm not saying you know. Over the nine-month season, we'll we'll find out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying we're we're we're, we're pressing the panic button at the, this very second in time. What I am saying is, you know, we, we we should be doing much better than this. We know the players are better than this, and but we're failing. You know, it's I I'm not sure where the, the next win will come fairly soon. I'm not sure it's going to come Saturday. I'm not sure it's going to come Saturday week either. Or the week after that. So, look, so we're talking about Saturday. So, look, listen, Preston 4, Brentford 3. A lot of goals. If you look like at checkbesotted.com, we talked to the Profound Valley and he said there's going to be lots of goals today. And he wasn't wrong. But Saturday, listen, it's Wednesday now. It's almost Thursday. So, in only in a couple of days' time, we're going to be playing Norwich City. And it's a big game for us. Norwich City, we're a team who are... Whatever, about three or about four or five weeks ago, they were whatever, and bang, 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 bang. They won four, five, what six games in a row, and now they're right up in there. And uh, they they beat Aston Villa on uh, Tuesday night after being one nil down. They're on current. They're properly on form at the moment now. Not the team that we got to be meeting, but maybe this might be the type of team that we need to be playing on Saturday. So we need to find out a little bit more about Norwich City, what they're doing, what they're all about. So we're going to be speaking to Claire. Norwich fan, all about Norwich City. Five from the Hive, Norwich City. Hi, my name's Claire Thomas. I used to be part of a fan site called the Little Yellow Bird Project, which is sadly no more, but I also occasionally write for the Norwich City programme. I've been a season ticket holder at Norwich for 25 years and I've lived in London for 23 of those years so I make the journey backwards and forwards every other week and my first season as a season ticket holder was our great European adventure when we beat Bayern Munich in my second season we got relegated and it's basically been up and down like that for the next 25 years. Norwich have done as we say a Buffalo Girls and they've gone around the outside 
Having had a slow start to the season, they now find themselves firmly ensconced in the playoff zone. How did that come about? Yeah, we did get off to a slow start. I think partly because we had quite a few new players. I think we had about eight, eight or nine new signings in the summer and some of them had never played in the championship. We hadn't settled on a formation. We were playing all right, but we just weren't getting the results. But we also had some really tough fixtures in those first five games. We lost to West Brom, Sheffield United and Leeds, all teams that are going to be up there. But it's only really Leeds that kind of turned us over and they really did a number on us. They were light years ahead of us after that game and we were quite sort of despondent after that game. But somehow it seemed to kickstart our season. I don't really know why. Um, Something stirred in us after that. And from then on, we've been outstanding. The young players have come in, the likes of Todd Cantwell and, and Max Ahrens, and they've been so good they've stepped up to the championship effortlessly really and they've been a massive part of why we're doing so well and we've got a settled team now as well we've got a settled formation and a real identity to the way we're playing uh, strikers in form so yeah it's, it's pretty exciting at the moment James Madison was decent and scored a great goal against Brentford last season you sold him to the Premier League in the summer getting good money for him how much have you missed him this season I'm going to surprise you here and say that I'm not really sure that we are missing James Madison. Um, don't get me wrong, he's an exceptionally good player. He was, you know, amazing. Just We were so lucky to have him last year. We knew we were watching someone very special and we're all really proud of, of the way that he's made this step up to the Premier League and, and his England call-up. But for us, last season was really, it was the James Madison show. Um, everything, quite rightfully, went through him. Um, you know, we always sought to give him the ball um, and thankfully, you know, he came up with a few goals. Otherwise, we'd have really been in trouble last year. But, but selling him and getting the money and from Josh Murphy as well, um, that meant we could bring in a lot of players to really make our squad a lot more balanced and we've got a lot of strength in our squad now and on the pitch we're playing more as a team um you know we're, we're playing a lot more with attacking intent a lot more pace a lot more width um and yeah so strangely i think actually losing james madison has been more of a positive than it has been a negative there were question marks about daniel farker wafting around Carrot Road last season and also earlier this season. Do you think he has now got a handle on the division? We did struggle last season. Um, we were all told, you know, that it was a season of transition and to be patient. And we largely were, but it was it was hard for us at times. You know, we had really bad home form last season and and obviously you, you do sort of start to think, is this is this the right man for the job? And again, at the beginning of the season, but there were always glimpses of what he was trying to do. He came in saying he wanted to bring us beautiful football, possession-based football, but it didn't quite happen for us last season. We had the possession, but no end product. This season, we're getting the end product and we're getting the beautiful football and um, we're playing really well and you can see this is how he wants us to play. Um, he's he's uh, He understands the championship this season. You know, he's been there now. He's got a good team, the right team for this job, I think. And yeah, it's exciting to see and it's, it's really pleasing as well. You had a great result against Aston Villa on Tuesday night, coming back from 1-0 down. Do you now think promotion... Is a reality. 
yeah, a great result against Villa and against Forest on, on Saturday as well, both coming from a goal behind. Um, is promotion on the cards? It's still only October, but you know Norwich have been in the Championship long enough and promoted on enough occasions to know that it's too early to say that yet. But we have got a feeling that this is could be a special season for us something is happening at our club at the moment and we're all a little bit excited but it it is too early it's a long way to go Um, and the championship is so close this season you know if we have a downturn in form we could end up back down in like 18th or something ridiculous so yeah it's too early to say but we do feel like something is happening at our club this season and then we are a bit excited it's Farkas Fledgling's coming up against Frank's fledglings on Saturday. Two very young teams. We'd both like to see a lot of the ball. How will the game pan out? And give us a score prediction. Yeah, it should be a great game. Say two young teams and, and we both like to kick the ball around. I guess you guys have got a new manager, so that gives it an extra dimension, a bit of the unknown. Um, but a tough game for both of us. Um, yeah, but we're we're feeling really confident at the moment and we've got a real determination and, and resoluteness about us. So even if you guys score first, I think you know, we won't crumble, we won't panic and can still get something out of it. So score prediction. I'm confident I'm going to say 2-1 to Norwich. Sorry. So, yeah, Claire, big, big Norwich fan. Like I said, Little Yellow Bird project, wicked little project they had going on there. Real shame that that, that oh, it just fell apart a little bit, just all folded and stuff. But they're still doing all their little bits and pieces. I know Claire writes for the programme uh, as well. She does lots of bits and pieces for them as well. We're, we've sort of got a piece in the programme as well. I think Laney's written a little piece for them, which should be out as well for all the fans that are going down there on Saturday. But very, very, very frustrating what has gone on here. Um, very frustrating what's gone on here as well. So, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway, listen, listen. Saturday, Norwich City are coming to town. Well, they're not coming to town because we're actually going to Norwich City, aren't we? And uh, what I was going to say is, because interesting, you speak to Claire and uh, we talk about the fact that Norwich City were absolutely nowhere at the beginning of the season. And last season, they had a terrible season. And Farker was almost on his... He was, he was almost on the way out. But they stuck with him and now he's come into the fold and they understand what's happening. And then Norwich City, they won, I don't know, I think five games in a row. Something ridiculous. And they're right in there. And it goes to show you what happens in the championship. Now, it's almost like the opposite for Brentford. Last season... We had won no games for eight matches and then we started to win and then we were all right. This season, we won and we did very well at the beginning and then all of a sudden we haven't won for seven or eight matches and then we were like, oh no, the panic button's set in. So it's, it's kind of like, it's, not, it's about the runs that you go on, if you understand what I'm saying. And we're in a bit of a middle of a period now. We're on a really bad run. We're on a Dean Smith run, as we call it. A Dean Smith run where Dean Smith always used to go on runs of 20 games without winning winning one match maybe and then we go on 20 runs 20 matches then we, we win 19 of them you know so we're one of these ones but today there was something also different about that one because it was quite similar to the early Dean Smith days when, when we played teams like QPR when we lost was it 3-0 against QPR down at their place and we, we lost a few more matches and we were looking really bad um, but the excuse was that we had a very very young squad who at the time when we were doing well, they were fine, but, you know, people like John Swift and all that lot, when, when the chips were down, they couldn't actually pick themselves up. And it looked very much kind of like that today because we looked, even though we scored three goals today, which is brilliant for Brentford, we did look abject. And, and 
I've got a little bit of a fear to say, listen, you know, who is up there picking the players up and trying to get them back into it? Even though we scored three goals, but we scored three goals against a side who've let in 20, 28 goals now this season. They've let in the most goals by anyone. They're always going to let in goals, Preston. So just give ourselves credit for scoring goals. But at the end of the day, that is, they, they let in goals. That's what they do. Yep, that's what Preston do. Um, we've, we've, we've helped them continue their run of conceding loads of goals. Uh, they won today. We need to go to Carra Road on Saturday and we need to forget about this evening. We need to set ourselves up and we need to go again. Thomas Frank needs to earn his corn uh, in the next couple of, couple of, couple of days. Um, and and we, we need to do what we did last year, uh, just before Christmas. We need to go there and win. Um, you know, it, it's, never, it's never a great place to go for Brentford. Uh, it's, it's quite an intimidating in quite an intimidating atmosphere they sell out their grounds quite quite regularly and the Barclay end is is something that you know they will get behind Norwich they get behind their Canaries and they're they're on a pretty good run uh, we go there with everything to fear but you know Brentford we can go there with nothing to fear again we need to just put you know two defeats after the international break we need to absolutely put them behind us. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. None of us are happy sitting here. You know, I'm happy that I'm not staying overnight and staying staying overnight and getting up and having a breakfast and wanting to be somewhere I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not doing that. But um, at the moment, you know, we need to. The bigger picture is that Brentford are way short of where they were four or five weeks ago, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it's going to come back. In a written and, and, and almost like contrary to the lady, in a really strange Brentford way, I actually kind of, you know, when I got up, then I came out this morning and it's kind of come out down here. I actually missed the idea of actually going down because look, as we said to you, you know, we talk about this red button version, but between myself and Laney, I think we've missed about two, must be two games in the last five years, home and away, or since 2013, Uwe Rosler era. So that's two, that's five years. Yeah, we've missed probably two games home and away so being sitting in the pub watching on the, in the, in, on the red button for us is actually a very strange experience and I came out today and I actually did feel really really a bit strange and I missed it and now that we've lost today I, in a strange way I still actually feel a little bit gutted that I wasn't there not because we lost but we know what happens you come you come back and you enjoy it you have a bit of a laugh you just you know you do all the things that you do that is because you're an addict and that's be- that is because that is because we can go to football and we can keep football out of football we've learned how to do that but when you have to do that when you're 200 miles away from home on a Wednesday night it makes it almost a no-brainer when the game is on down the pub. Yes, but what I'm trying to say to you is that we actually probably would have enjoyed that better if we were there no. than in here. No, I'm seriously, because okay, here... Okay, so you're an addict and a sadist. <laughs> but no, but you know exactly what I mean. You know, know what I'm saying? Know, I, yeah, no, I do know what you We would have been with our Preston... OK, buddies, they would have liked to, but they would have bought us those drinks. We'd have gone out. No, we'd have been out till four in the morning. We'd have had a bit of a laugh. And it's just different because you... you, you, yeah, you the, the, the football out of football bit of it, yeah. If you, if you eradicate the game, if you forget, if you if you if you remove if you remove the game from the evening, we're out on a we're out on the lash with some really sound people in Preston. You can do that in any town in the or city in the country. Yeah, you, you know, once you remove football or a you know miserable football night out of it, you can have a good night. But football becomes the excuse. 
It's always the excuse. Dan, Dan, Dan the man. So yeah, just just picking up on that sort of point about kicking football out of football. You know, my my match day and my my away days are very different from you guys because I go with my old man who's in his eighties, and obviously he's not going to go out and go on the piss, you know, and meet up with the thing. He could do. Well, he could do, but he won't. So I think it's all it's all it's all very relevant to what you want to get out of your experience of going up to a game and doing whatever before or afterwards you know nine times out of ten if I'm at an away game I'm usually straight back home so if we've lost I feel very deflated you know I haven't got that release of going out meeting you know the quality people in whatever town that I might be in and having that release all right we've lost whatever but I can just go and get a smash but I generally can't generally can't do that so it's all very relevant about your experience and about what you do after the game and I think you know as you guys probably would have said you know you guys had you been in Preston tonight you would have gone out and got smashed after the game whereas most people would have you know got on the last train home and it would have been a very deflated experience and I hear that as well and just coming back to the, I mean and this is very all very very valid points and we're talking about different experiences for football but just coming back to the Norwich game on Saturday um, your views about that one because you know it's, it's, it's a bit it's a bit of a toughie it's not looking good. Uh, oh, I don't know. Go on. I think Brent, the Thomas Frank era is going to start and we're going to win a cheeky 1-0 and we're going to get promoted. <laughs> and you're going to go with your old man and get smashed, yeah? <laughs> no, we're not going. <laughs> and Laney, you didn't give us a score prediction? 2-1 uh, Brentford. Oh, actually, I said we're going to lose. I, I said before the, before the podcast tonight, I said we're going to lose tonight and I said we're going to lose on Saturday. Um, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll be consistent. I'll, I'll stick to that. I say we're going to lose one 0 Saturday. The Wonder Report. Listen, today's game, and like I said to you, you know, it, it's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a bit deflating to see us on this uh, little blip that we're going on. Uh, young squads mixed with a couple of older heads, but it's just for some reason it's not happening. Norwich game. So Norwich game on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. Um, we're making our way across to Norwich. Uh, we'll be there midday, have a beer, enjoy the day. I just hope it's not going to be another 5-0 defeat that we happened, what, two years ago. So, so what do you reckon? How's it going to pan out? I'd love to take a win, love a draw, but I, I can see a 3-0, a 3-1 to Norwich. Oh, he's a bit, listen, this, the red button effect has really, really affected you. Gaz? Yeah, well, as I said, it's, you know... We talked about Norwich, did we? No, 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 I don't think we have. Um, again, it's a game that I can't make for various reasons. But to be honest, this is one of those situations where you really could, where a football psychologist could really earn his money. Or her money. Or her money, you know, just really needs to kind of get somebody in there, get inside the players' heads, just unlock the players and get them back to where they were back in August. And, and beginning part of September um, as I said I've got a very 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 difficult game coming up on Saturday and you know to be honest I can yeah you know we haven't got we haven't got the best record there but there's no reason why you can't go there and get and get a result we need I'd say we need to cut out on the general foolishness and some of the goals we conceded tonight, some of the stuff we've done recently, and 
letting everybody score in the last minute from crosses from the right and left. So just kind of getting rid of that. Can we win? We can win. Are we going to win? Are we going to win? That is a very, very, very good... Now, if I was a gambling man, I would put my money on Brentford because I'm rubbish at gambling. So um, I can see us losing by the odd goal down to some kind of fluffery. Okay, so then the men. Is it on the red button? No, it's not on the red button, actually. So it's on iFollow, though. As everyone knows, it's going to be on iFollow. And if anyone watches the game on iFollow, they can watch on iFollow. There are ways and means of doing it if you if you want to do that. But you are better off going to the match. I always saying to you, always better off going to the match. But if you can't make the match, and for whatever reason. But anyway, we're not going to go into that. But for myself, um, I, I, you can feel, and you know me, I'm upbeat B, but I'm, I'm, I'm deflated. I'm like being... I've been doubly punched in the stomach. Saturday punched me in the stomach big time, and, and today's punched me in the stomach yet again with the PE. I thought we'd get a result here today against the PE because they've let in so many goals, and we are the mighty, mighty bees, but it hasn't happened again. And uh, I've got to talk about Norwich on Saturday. I, I know we're good, I know we're, we're, we're great, and sometimes I sort of think, oh, maybe we're playing Norwich. The, the football that they play, maybe that might suit us a little bit better. I don't know. I've got I've got no idea anymore. I'm 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 completely confused. Like I said to you, I did a, a little piece for Sky TV the other day, which people commented on, and I I gave the team a little bit of a you know I was a bit down on the team, and the reason why is that, uh, reason why I was down on the team is because I know how good we are, and the fact is that when I saw what we played on Saturday, I was really down because we weren't nearly as good, and today again we were even worse. Now for me, I, I'm hoping we can't get any worse on Saturday against Norwich please we can't get any worse on Saturday we play very good football so hopefully in the next couple of days Thomas Frank will be able to come in do what he has to do and tell the players that they are good enough and take it up to the next level I I, I normally go for a win as I normally always do but I'm going to say let's just go for a draw one all draw to the Mighty Bees on Saturday and I'll be happy with that which we can actually consolidate a little bit and then move forward from there on in but listen we're uh, in the globe. They've taken really, really good pair of us, as they normally do. We've pressed the red button. The red button's gone. Is the red button... Bit... I've got to put it on the red button experience. Has it been good? Has it been bad? Has it been whatever? You know, quick. Oh, it's been good. Coming down the pub, having a few beers with the mates. It's, it's been good. I... Even, even though it's a defeat, it's been good. But this is interesting. Well, this is the person who's going to Norwich on Saturday. So are you saying that people should just do it? Or, or is it just because you could, wouldn't going to go anyway? Yeah, why wouldn't you do it? We're Brentford, didn't we? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was impressed with that. I think if, I, if, 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 if you can't actually be there, go down the pub with your Brentford friends and, and be, be together and watch it. At least you get a community experience, but I'm just so glad I didn't go. Uh, then, Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with what's been said before. Maybe we can get something going that Brentford fans who maybe can't go all the way up to a, a Northern game, but they can meet locally. We all meet up, have a p- couple of pints and just chill out and watch the game and then go home. Job's good. I'm going to come back to it. The difficulty is, is like, you know, the fact that it exists stops some fans from going. So it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a strange one though, isn't it? it? It definitely is. You know, everyone's situation is, is different. You know, I, I, I've I said before on this podcast, I've got, be a, I've got to be at Pinewood Studios at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, so there was no way I was going up to a game up north tonight. So, but, you know, I, things like this I can do. You know, like, you know, you can meet up with like-minded people, have a couple of drinks, I can go home and I can still go, I can watch the game and still go to work tomorrow morning. So for me, it's all good, but yeah. Guess. 
Well, I don't know. I'm mixed. It's, yes, we were able to watch the game, but to, to be honest, Platt, Perhaps I was better off not watching the game. And my, um, Only blood, because we lost that. Yeah. Exactly. My blood, pressure, my blood pressure might be a little bit lower than it is at the moment had I have, um, not seen that kind of doltishness. But um, it is what it, you know, it is what it is. It's, uh, to be honest, the red button isn't something that would stop me going to a game. I would never sit there and think I'm not going to go to this game because I can watch it on TV. I'm either going to go to a game or I'm not. To a certain extent, I mean, I think that for, for us... For me, red button, I didn't go to Preston because I, for various reasons, I couldn't do it. It's made it a little bit easier. But just thinking about it, it's uh, the red button experience today, I think it was good because I came down with my mates and I probably had more you know, mates around there that we watched the game together than was going to go up to, to Preston because all of our crew wasn't going to go up to Preston. But the other thing about it is I was thinking if the red button didn't exist, it wouldn't really f- bother me. It wouldn't bother me at all. And, it, and also we noticed there's a lot of people that were like, oh, it's on the red button, we don't really care, we're not going to watch it anyway. So it's almost like we go to football, we go to live football, and we're, but if, if it's on, we, we might do, we might not do. It's almost like people are picking, choosing the games that they can go to. And if it's on TV, and we're saying there's that, there's so much football on TV now, it doesn't really seem to make a lot of difference to a lot of people. So I thought that was really interesting. And for me, because it was on TV, I've watched it. But the, the fact is that, if it wasn't on TV, it wouldn't actually really bother me at all. And I think that is the key thing. And for me, going to football is the key thing. But anyway, listen, besotted Pride of West London podcast, we've, uh, I've enjoyed being here with my mates here. We've had a few beers. And to be quite honest, if you're having the beers, it's probably taken the, 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 <laughs> the pain off losing to Preston today. You know, And it's a, it's a relatively short journey, even though I've got another an hour and a half to get to my gaff because I live on the other side of the world. But anyway, we'll just talk about that. But listen, Saturday we're going to play... Um, Norwich and fingers crossed now we're going to play Norwich City and we fingers crossed we're going to get the three points but other than that we are sitting our mates and we're having a right old good old laugh here and we're, we're having a good old chin wag and, 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 and as we say fingers we're going to get the points against Norwich as we say come on on Saturday for fuck's Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.